The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yep. Love it with some passion. passion. Rubber band and the money that keeps stacking. Keep stacking. Got a honey who come with elite fashion. fashion. She too fun, I tell her that thing magic. You ain't a hustler, you broke, well that seems tragic. That's tragic. Got a catch in the field like deep passes. Catch. I tell her plug if it's sticky, then please bag it. I need, I need the best cause I grew up with need madness. Uh, need a Matt Burgundy Mercy. Mercy. Jewelry so heavy it might hurt me. Might hurt. Smoke an extra kill, that extra seal. Whoa. Whoa. Buffalo money, need extra bills, till I'm eating so much, I got a Yo, 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 what is up? It's your boy, Sterls for the girls, and my dog, Albro Poe, and it's the chop up, it's Tuesday night, up in this thing, and we over here representing the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast feed, uh, man, what a weekend <laughs> of sports and football, for, for those of you who rock the maize and blue, and the blue, red, and white, uh, two champions we have here. Um, you know, backstage a minute ago, I, I was talking to my dog over here, and I was, you know, like, you know, when you talk to your friends, like, you tell them the exciting points in your life, and uh, sometimes, you know, it's reciprocated with a ho-hum attitude that he gave me, saying that the <laughs> game was boring. And I was like, bro, like, you should be – Excited for your dog, you know, team got a natty, you know. I mean, I said, I said, I know you're happy. I said, Congratulations. I said, The game was boring. Like, that's all I fell asleep during. It. I needed a public congratulations from you. I right? just and I didn't get again. that. No, nah, no, nah, from again. Twitter. I need to document it. You know, it's just it's a tough crowd. I but you know what? A, a game I fell asleep at. I can't do it. Well, you're gonna have to be a big boy now, my boy Daryl. See, this is my Negro right here. I mean, I ain't gonna cap right. This is my dog because he and I we share in the, our love for the Wolverines. Okay, you know, it, it was just a magical night, man. It was a magical night where I got to to enjoy. A championship, you know, it just 27 years ago, the Michigan Wolverines shared it with Nebraska. This is the first full championship that the Wolverines have gotten in football since 1948 that wasn't shared. So it's been a long time coming, man. You know what the cool part about this is? Young Buck over there, when you get a little kid, you know, when you get all all bro Poe Jr., all right, (laughs) when he comes along and when when your team wins the natty, you're going to look at him, and you, this is what I told my son last night. I said, hey, this moment no one could take from us. When I was your age, Michigan won the, the Natty in 97. Now I get to share that with you. It was the coolest moment ever, man. Wow. We were both emotional. 
it, it was just it was just fantastic, man. But anyways, Super enough dope. about me. How are you doing, bro? So first, my team is never gonna win the Natty in my college team because they are left in the pack too. So my team mm. will never win the national championship, I don't think. Um who, and who is your team? Oregon State. Okay, this okay. this year was their best opportunity, and and they squandered it in three games. So, um, and yeah, your coach that, went to Michigan State. I don't. He wasn't that good of a coach. I, I actually like the new coach better, but um, yeah, I'm, college is just not. It's not that fun to watch for me anymore. Yeah, understandable. But for those of you who do like to watch it, boy, Michigan put on a show last night, man. Defensively, they put on a show. They put on a clinic. You know, there was a lot of talk about uh, Mr. Penix, and rightfully so. The dude is phenomenal. Roma Dunze, you know, a target for the Buffalo Bills that will be out of reach by the time they pick. But uh, number two wide receiver in the nation. You know, they got three wide receivers that I believe are are NFL guys. And uh, Michigan held them. They had 14 total drives on the game, and they had 13 points total. So, I mean, Michigan, legendary performance. The benefit of Jim Harborough, and from what I did watch, uh, he runs like a real NFL. He runs the shell that um, that Sean runs, and like he, his players are fairly aggressive out of it. They know what they're looking for, and um, I just don't think – I think Penix's stop, stop dropped tremendously last night. I think he saw a real NFL-style defense, and he struggles a lot. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does in the NFL. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think he's. I think he'll be okay. But yeah, I mean, he he kind of had the two effect where you take away that first read, get him patting the ball, kind of looking around. You take the short game away, and then now you got to make you got to make decisions and big boy throws. And unfortunately for him, last night, man, he faced the defensive line that was best in the country, and they they definitely, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of what we talk about when we talk about the Bills and the Ravens, right? Uh, kind of the same game plan uh, that that I think the Bills are going to roll out there when they when they face Lamar Jackson in the AFC Championship game. Um, my dog Julian is up in here, man. What's up, bro? What's up, big dog? Uh, good to see you in here, man. Uh, Daryl says Jesse Minter runs the Ravens defense. So yeah, man, it, it, it's it's pretty good. But uh, enough about enough about the Bills. I mean the Wolverines. I mean they're both champions. Don't get me wrong. But let's talk about these Bills, man. Uh you know, after Sunday night, you know, I, uh, man, I was just not in disbelief, but man, I, I just, I was kind of just hung up on, they made the playoffs and, uh, and when, when things kind of settled down, you know, I knew this, but I realized that, damn, they're the number two seed in the AFC and that's huge. That is big time, bro. Big time. I, I I really hope that <clears throat> look, I thought that the Aaron Johnson interception when we ended up going to the AFC championship would do it. And I had this conversation with multiple people. I had it with, with Spence. He he uh FaceTimed me after the game. And I, I was hoping that that Taron Johnson interception would take away the the negativity um and and the history of what the bills have been in the past where people would just constantly bring it up. It's like, Oh, here we go again, type of attitude. And I, now that we went six and six, like I was, I brought up the Patriots, the Patriots got to a point where 
no matter how they were doing in the season, no matter what was going on in their season, everybody believed they were going to be there at the end. And so I was hoping, I'm hoping that this game, us being six and six and coming back, will get the fans to a point where they can enjoy the season rather than here we go again type of attitude all season because that here we go type of attitude all season kind of feeds into the players. There's not much to do out here in Buffalo. And I don't say that in a negative way. It's just like it's snowy outside. You can't go many places or else people will see you and as a player. And so you get home and you see that stuff online and um, you kind of read into it a little bit and it kind of it, it may affect the way that they go about their lives. And I'm hoping that coming back down 6-6, taking the AFC East, everything that they overcame this year will kind of turn the tides on on how fans feel and see the the year go on and they just have the confidence in the team with Josh Allen on it regardless of the situation throughout the year so uh, I'm really hoping that that this will turn that that tie now obviously a championship will help do that as well but um I'm hoping that as far as the AFC East goes and making the playoffs and getting over that hump of like having no belief in or not that belief in your in your team will 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 be done with that and we can be like okay we'll be there in the playoffs at the end you know, and what you're saying is not wrong. Um, I just think that's um, wishful thinking for Bills Mafia. I mean, this is the most passionate fan base in the league. One of the top three, let's just say. We're not even going to be arrogant here. Um, the the fans, you know, eat, sleep, breathe, die Buffalo Bills football, whether it's whether they're top of the league or if they're bottom dwellers. I mean, I remember being a fan um, when the Bills, you know, were 7-9 all the time or the – the year before when Stevie Johnson dropped that touchdown pass against Pittsburgh in overtime, and then the Bills drafted Marcel Darius, um, we were still passionate about that team. It, it's just one of those things where it, it's just it just it, it is what it is. You know, you you would like you said you would hope that at some point you got to realize the DNA of the football team. You got to realize who Josh Allen is and and some of the nucleus of the defense is, and where they're not going to let this team squander. Uh, positioning like that you know they, they may have their bumps and bruises just as every nfl team has during the season uh you and i talked about this a lot even off air where you kind of have to just stay the course and take week by week you know they talk about this the nfl is so week by week man and uh yeah now i i at times that you know you talk me off a ledge at times where i came in here just pissed off about stuff you know but <laughs> i and that's where i'm at like we're we're like you don't want the team to ride the roller coaster of the mm-hmm. ups and downs. Like you don't want that. You want them to stay level throughout the year, whether it's up and down, you want them to stay level headed. Well, at a, at a certain point, you as a fan or us as a fan base have to also not ride the roller coaster of the ups and downs and stay level regardless of what's going on. And, and, and that also in turn will help out the team who also is aware of everything going on. You don't think you just, you heard everything that they said when they were sick, when they won, you heard mm-hmm. everything Josh said, McDermott said, Jordan said, everybody that was in an interview afterwards, they thought we were dead. They thought we were this, they thought we were that. Like they thought there was no chance we could win the East. Well, yeah. all of that comes from the media and our fan base that all like that and other fan bases that comes from being on social media and seeing that stuff. So if, if you know that the players are seeing this stuff online, then le- like let's try to be that fan base that believes that we're going to be there at the end, regardless of what ha- of what happens throughout the season. Regardless if we have twelve men on the field against the Broncos, and like that's hella bad. Like you know what I mean? Like that's terrible to do. But like afterwards, we all right. You know what I mean? Next game, next week. Yeah. 
That's you where know, I that's where the Patriots got to at some point. It didn't matter if you beat the Patriots because the next week they were to come out and win and they were gonna talk to whoever they were playing against that week. Sure. And then the next time you see them is gonna be in the playoffs and you are gonna lose that game. Like that's where they yeah. got to. They won so many games in Super Bowls. So I understand why you know Boston fans will feel that way. We just haven't reached the pinnacle or the zenith of um this era of Buffalo Bills football yet, which I'm here to tell you, you know, if the Wolverines can do it. Where you know you talk about three years ago, four years ago, this the Wolverines were, they were not a good program. They had some issues, man, and and they showed they showed the world that you could do it without having all these five star recruits. You just have to draft. I mean, you have to recruit and develop, right? And uh, you know, we we see a lot of that with the Buffalo Bills, and I think we talk about um, Brandon Bean in his draft history, which we're going to talk a lot about that in the offseason, Poe. Um, it's got, I mean, you know, some of that I had, I got to eat some, some shit on, like he's drafted his ass off and, uh, it just taken a little while for some of these guys to mature. Um, let's talk and, about, yeah, we'll talk about that. Go, no, go ahead. Yeah. Get your comment. Well, and then I have a, the, the Brennan and this coaching staff, they recruit and they draft specifically, they, they go for talent, but they specifically go after, um, I don't, I don't know the word for it, but your 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 mind and like how you are as a person, your character. That's what I was looking for. Your character. They specifically go after your character because they know, regardless of if you're gonna be in the situation where you're down or out, you're resilient, and that's that's what they want on the team. They obviously see talent, but the character is is what they're looking for for the most part when they're drafting. And so when you have when you draft for character more so than than talent a little bit. You, it's going to take a little bit of time to develop. Now we've seen guys that win the third round, some like two running backs in particular, Singletary and Moss, who have played well this year, and we don't have them on the team currently because they didn't have time to develop. Now we have James Cook, so obviously it doesn't hinder us. But that's my point is that it takes a little bit of time for these players to develop, which is why rookies in general don't really get the love that they they want here is because they're not fully developed yet, the guys that they do draft. And so it, like like Balen Spector, who knows like where he could end up. Terrell mm-hmm. Bernard cut, took a couple years to develop to where he's at and 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 see what's happened with his development. And and who knows what would happen if we played him as a rookie if he would have struggled and didn't and didn't come out and play the way that we wanted him to play. Now everybody's wondering. Like for example, the other day we had a conversation about um, uh, Osiris Torrance. Sure. And if he didn't play this year, and or if he just was a rotational guy, and he played well in those rotations, and then struggled a little bit, what we as a fan base we would sit here and say Osiris Torrance needs to get more playing time because he's shown that in spurs he can play well. Now the fact that he's played the entire year and he's a rookie and he struggled a little bit, now we kind of look at it like, damn, maybe we need to look in the draft for a guard because he struggled a little bit and like. That he's a guy that might take a little bit of time to develop. Spencer Brown take a little time to develop. So no, I, you're you're absolutely right on that. And uh, you know, my my thing with bringing up Osiris Torrance is, hey, like he is the future at right guard. However, it's one of those things where you have to pull the right levers, and you you have to bring in some, some competition to um. You, you want to fortify that position, right? Um, if you look at our guards, both McGovern and Torrance, you know, you would say like, okay, Torrance has a little bit more built-in excuse um, because he's a rookie. McGovern, I mean, you're, linemen are going to get beat from time to time. Um, you know, 
you just want to bring in some competition. Like if, if you have an opportunity, the Bills have nine picks in the upcoming draft. You want to try to go and get some some guys that like, okay, if this guy goes down, we got a guy in the wings that we could rely on that, you know, we're not going to miss a beat offensively. So it's more of that. Not that Torrance can't develop, but one thing that you can't fix, in my opinion, from an offensive line standpoint is slow feet. You know, we saw saw this with Cody Ford. Now, what the Bills did with him, I don't agree with, right? Um, but you can fix hand placement and you can fix anchor. And those those things that offensive linemen you can fix. And I think he can, you know, we've seen times this season where he's done really well at that and others he hasn't. And it's just going to happen. Christian Wilkins is a really, really good defensive tackle along with Christian Barmore. So um, to the, the point I was making, go ahead. Oh, my bad. I just no, no, you're good. Up. Um, they're going to go after talent. That's not what I what I was saying. They're not going to go after talent that doesn't have high character. That's my point. They're, they'll go after talent like Kincaid, very talented tight end. And they went they went and got a high talented guy, but his character was where they wanted it to be to where they can instill the culture that they have here already into guys that are, yep. you know, they're not going to go get guys that are on the edge of character, even if they're highly talented. I just don't believe that being drafts that, or yeah, that being drafts that way or McDermott, they, they're a high, cal- high character, high caliber type of drafters. Yeah. And to your point, you know, I think there are teams out there that can take flyers on guys who may be a little bit more risky, say like um, the Seahawks, <clears throat> like Pete Carroll's the way he coaches and the, the culture that they have kind of tends to have guys that, you know, maybe on the fringe in terms of character, but Pete's able to really like get into their minds and really get them to be the best versions of themselves. Uh, the bills are a little bit more different, I believe. And I, you know, I don't know, necessarily what goes on in the locker room but just from an outsider's point of view it, it does feel like that the buffalo bills you know along with value and character they want guys in there that are ready to come in and play and, and be business-like and they're going to allow you through that to be who you are person you know like uh personality wise but with the understanding hey like your your football character does matter you and i talked last week about uh the unanimous number one overall prospect quarterback mm-hmm. right uh why don't why don't you take the floor here and, and kind of uh for those who who weren't in the conversation with all of you here kind of talk about what we talked about caleb williams and his football character right so caleb one of the most talented quarterbacks that we've seen at least in in um a draft prospect wise the recruiters all say it the fans all say it the 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 problem with that is is you have a guy that's a little bit immature and his character isn't where we would like him to be as a, as a fans of if you're a fan of his because you're asking him to come in and lead not only is he going to lead a bad team he's going to lead a group of 53 grown men who have to follow him for that team to be successful at all and so if you bring in a guy into a into a, a setting where you're losing all the time with a group of men that don't believe in his character at all, he's just not going to be successful. Um, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield is doing well in Tampa Bay right now, but the the place that he went to, uh, Cleveland, it, while he did have some success there, he wasn't what he could have been, and it's because the place there that he went to is not sustainable for the character that he had coming out of college. And so, true, I I, I don't have a problem with Caleb's talent. I have a problem with like if he came into Buffalo, these players will not let him act like that. 
Right. The, the players that they have on this team, the the leadership, the the veterans, the coaching staff in particular, but mostly the players. If say there was no Josh Allen, he's not acting like that in Buffalo. He'll get a quick he'll get a quick lesson very fast about how fast he'd get sat down. And so I, I just don't think I think as far as like talent wise, I, I really think if you don't draft for high character, there's a lot of talented players in the draft. <laughs> if you don't draft for high character, then you're not getting the best prospects. No, you're you're right there. And the reason, honestly, the reason why we brought we brought this up because I want to talk to you about something. Um, and it's it's what you know football prognosticators would call glue guys. Guys where you have a championship caliber uh DNA. You and I talked about this on uh, intentional grounding on Sunday night, where you have guys who in the weirdest, most Inopportune times, if I want to say, step up and make a big play for your team. Mostly, notably, uh, we're talking about guys like Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield, guys that you know we weren't really big fans of because they they didn't really produce. Khalil Shakir and Dalton Kincaid. I mean, those are just four guys. Uh, Tyrell Dotson, Terrell Bernard. I mean, Christian Benford. I mean, you you look at like you look at the, the total of of these players, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and you see like, man, like when the chips are down, like these guys continually have come through in big moments. And that, that, that I, I want to make sure everybody knows. And I'm, I want you to like, kind of take this and run with it a little bit. That's not normal. That is not a normal thing. And so people out there who watch the game on Sunday or who have watched the games, you know, periodically this season, when you see guys like that step up, it's not because I mean they're in the NFL, obviously, but man, those are that those are very special moments. They're few and far between. And as fans and as analysts, as media, we gotta love those moments, man. Yeah, and and just to shoulder on top of that, there's there's that's a championship caliber. When you have certain guys that can step step up in certain moments that aren't known. For example, Kadarius Kadarius Tony. I'm not even gonna respond to that because it's gonna get me <laughs> off into a tangent that I don't want to get onto today, but. Kadarius Tony for the Chiefs last year when they won their championship made a huge play. This guy, this in 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 a culture that they had set, he came in and had the ability to make a play when it mattered. Deontay Hardy, mm -hmm. if if things are not set up and he doesn't have the 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 culture that that we have here, maybe he doesn't make that play. And now. Sure. And especially like rookies, like if you come in and you don't have the right culture, they can get onto that bust or dropped or that journeyman thing fast. And they could have had the same talent that that same guy could have had the same talent as some of somebody else on the team, Christian Benford, for for a perfect example. If he's not in the right system, right culture, well, I don't want to say system because he's a great player. If he's not in the right culture, he may be a backup cornerback for life had he not been in the right the right had the right mentality had the right character and the right culture he may have been a backup cornerback a special teams guy a journeyman a punt guy for for six seven years but because he came in in the fifth round to this team and and they gave him a shot because he had the right character now he's a starting cornerback and one of the best i like i don't want to say the best or in the top 10 or whatever but he's one of the best cornerbacks in, in the nfl if you look at it from a totality standpoint so um there's certain there's certain groups and certain um 
cultures that you set that allow these guys that may not have had a good opportunity on a bad team to shine in the right moments. And, and when they shot, that's where you get your championship, Kyle. You get a Shurfield to maybe go for a 60-yard game in, in the playoffs where he has a touchdown catch. That's a crazy touchdown catch. Or a Deontay Hardy to catch a, a third and long for a first down. Like You get those guys that are just ready yep. when the time is right. And, and you have to have a good culture to say that. Yeah, so, the you know, the Buffalo Bills culture is verified. I mean, it, it really is, um, you know. I mean, I, you know, you come away impressed, um, and, it, and it starts at the top, you know, with Sean McDermott. Uh, now, I haven't been a fan of his for, for quite some time. I mean, he's kind of soured on me a little bit. But what one, one thing I, I can't – I have to admit is that what he, he's been able to do since that article uh, has been simply remarkable. Um, you know, some of the things that we talked about that he needed to improve on was situation, situational football. I feel like he's made some improvements there. Um, he's made some improvements in terms of game plan and adjustments in the second half. Like those are, those are things that like are important. And, uh, you know, I always want to give credit where credit's due. And Sean McDermott has done a phenomenal job. Brandon Bean getting, uh, Rasul Douglas for a third, fourth round pick, basically. Um, those are kind of things, man. It's championship caliber DNA. And that's the, you know, when we talk about that, I, I say this to say, if those of you out there who don't think the Buffalo Bills have a shot at the Super Bowl, you're mistaken. Um, this is the football team who battled adversity, who for the past two years, not this year, but the past two years have been the darlings of the NFL and they've kind of been humbled. I think they've truly been humbled from Josh Allen to Tredavious White to Matikavich. I mean, they, they, this this is a team that has been humbled. And um, I'm telling you right now, like, the things that you see, uh, it, it kind of reminds me of a young Bulls team back in the day. Like, I don't know if you got to, you know, you're a young buck. You probably didn't really get to see it from the lens that some of us did that are old, old heads in here. But you saw a point where Michael and the Bulls, they realized, like, we're good. We got Tony Kukoc. We got Pippen. You know, we got – I mean, they, they had guys around, and, it, you know, it just clicked like, okay, we're about to take this damn thing. And I feel like that's where the Bills are. The Bills are at the, at the, at the precipice of they could be really special or they could really fumble the bag. But I, I, I like to tend to agree that they, they, they're about to be pretty special. They're playing – they're hot, and they're playing their best football at the right moment. And if you take away – you know, people say, well, you know, you really can't say that because the offense looks like this or Josh Allen's still making those mistakes. I'll take those mistakes to an extent because of the four, five, six phenomenal plays that many quarterbacks can't make that he's making. That's why we didn't. That's why you and I really didn't talk about those mistakes Sunday night, because to an extent, they're kind of irrelevant because he 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 did so much more to put the team in position. Um, to win the game. So what, what are your thoughts on that championship caliber DNA? I'll, I'll start just off the last thing you said. Irrelevant may not be the right term. Like, I wish he didn't do that shit. Like, I, but but I, you obviously, you take, this is what I said, in, I said in a tweet, you take what you take with Josh Allen. It is what it is. And it ain't it's what experience. It ain't. So, right. Like, you're going to get, sometimes you're going to get where he plays perfect is 40 to 17. Sometimes mm -hmm. you're going to get the interceptions. And your defense is gonna have to hold you in it until Josh turns up in the forward. Like that's that's the experience that Josh has given you. That's the experience that we've come to know. And so this goes back to my 
thing with the fans about like the the na- the naysaying that happened the in the middle of the se- in the middle of the season. It's like, yeah, but we've last for the last three or four years. I think Nick Wright brought this up, and we've won four games in a row in one year. We won six games in a row one year. We won seven games in a row one year, and we won five games in a row this year. And so there there comes a point where this team figures it out for the last four years. And mm-hmm. they have done that this season. And like when you go into next season, whenever that it, whenever that comes, understand that this team with Sean McDermott and the way it's formed, and it's going to be a new team every year with new problems. It'll take a little bit. Sometimes it's going to take a little bit of time to to figure it out. And the championship caliber teams learn how to figure it out throughout the season because it's a, they know it's a new season. It's not the same team you had last year. It's not. This is not the the forty points a game you're going to get from Josh. Sometimes it's like every now and then you might get a 30 plus points a game. Like it's just a different, it's a different team every year. And you have to understand that they're going to work it out. That's why they are who they are. They're going to work it out throughout the season. So um, I, that, that to me is championship caliber, a team that can, that could come in with a new roster every year, other than your core guys. And you piece it together, regardless of your struggling, and you're going to figure it out along the way. And and once you figure it out, then you can go on one of these four or five, six, seven game runs. Right. And and that's and that's when you catch fire and you hope that's towards the end of the year and, and you keep that throughout the playoffs. And some teams are better at doing that consistently all the way through the playoffs. Some teams once you win a championship, it waterfalls that like the Patriots did. And so it to me, like that's where I stand on this team. I'm always gonna have confidence as long as Josh Allen is on this football team. I'm gonna have confidence that they're gonna be in the playoffs and be there to win something at the end of the season. No, that's uh <clears throat> I think that's solid, man. Um I think you're absolutely right there. Um there's Mama P in here, dog. <laughs> Mama P's sure. in the house. What what is Sarah talking about in here? She says uh, no more meme stirls. What 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 did I do? What she, what's she talking about? I think you I reiterated do. my naysayers and laughed, and she. Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah. There's been um let a naysayer know. You know yeah. hey 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 hail have my homes. hail you know Pat Mahomes was hilarious or or not Pat Mahomes uh who who was it that said that on uh whose show is that um damn. He was he was like I'm I'm sure that's not what that meant I I forgot who it was oh it was on ESPN it was on ESPN and yeah. uh, Pat, Pat McAfee was like Pat McAfee, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pat McAfee was that, that if you haven't seen that sports clip uh for those of you who haven't seen it you you might want to go check it out it, it's pretty <clears> funny where they're talking about um the Alabama quarterback and the, kind of a slogan that he came up with and basically it was uh, about an offensive coordinator who said he shouldn't play quarterback who's no longer with the team. And uh, he he kind of you know chip on the shoulder, let a naysayer know, but we know in the locker room it's not necessarily let a naysayer know. Uh, just putting that out there, you know, you can put the end where you need to. But uh, you know, back to what we were talking about um, when when we look at the the AFC playoff picture, um, th- and this is what I wanted to come talk to you about tonight. I think we're in agreement uh, that the Buffalo Bills, um, despite their flaws uh on you know offense defense where everyone look at it i would say that this is the most confident that i felt about the bills winning the super bowl in the last three years this is the most confident i felt i feel like this is the most complete team that you have 
to win a Super Bowl. Now, next year may be a different story, but we're talking about right now. And you look at the AFC playoff picture. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up this week. And uh, there's supposed to be some snow. For those of you, you know, you you live out there. I, I You know, I hear that there's supposed to be some snow. You know, not snow bunnies, but some snow coming down <laughs> in the Orchard Park. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and I, can I be honest? I feel like the Bills are going to mop these boys. Like, it, it, it could be an eight-point game. It could be close in the third quarter. But I feel like, regardless of the score, I just don't feel like it's going to be close. I, I feel like the Bills have kind of flipped the script. They hit the switch on, and it's go time. And I feel like they're going to dismantle the Steelers. How, how are you feeling coming into this uh, to this playoff game this weekend? I mean, I'm I'm always going to say that. Because at, at, I don't even want to say our best at, at at our most consistent team that we have the offense um, not turning the ball over like this team has been very consistently winning um, and when they get the lead it, it blows yeah. up and so but at our at our worst you're going to get a one score game and um, in these one score games since the two and four, I, I posted this today on X since two and four in one score games midway through the season when we were six and six, we are four and oh in one score games. And that was a narrative that that was created. It's like, oh, we, we struggle in one score games. Our defense can't hold anybody in the last drive. We've done that the last two of the or three of the last four games. We've held people on the last drive of the game. So like and that those have been in one score games. And so the, the narratives when, when you're able to change and, and develop your ability to close out a football game, when that was what you were supposed to be struggling with. And now you're either, you either could win by a lot or it's going to be a one score game where we're confident in you to close it out. It's really tough to beat that team. Yeah, it, it really is tough. And you know, we, the Steelers are going to be without TJ Watt. Uh, I think it's a sprained MCL, so I mean he's going to be out for a few weeks. I mean now it's not it's not going to matter after this week, but um, you know you hope he gets better. But um, you know you you just the Steelers can't move the ball on offense. Um, and if it's snowing, you know you you talk about Josh Allen versus Mason Rudolph, who will be wearing a glove. It's going to be tough sledding in the snow wearing a glove. It just is. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to throw a football in the snow with a glove on. It's now, you know, they got some really good gloves in the NFL for sure, but it's going to pose some problems. The guy who really doesn't have, uh, you know, big time arm strength and that offense in, in and of itself. I mean, when, when the Bills take away the slant routes uh, that they like to run with Deontay Johnson and, uh, you know, face, NFL, right? NFL young boy, it's a, it's a wrap. Yeah. It is well, a wrap. I think it's like, a wrap. The idea is that they're going to run the ball a lot, and so like, I just don't think that if you're going to try to be one dimensional and run the ball on us, that you're going to be able to succeed that way. Um, and then you try to hit your little slant, like where they've scored on three seventy-yard drives. Three of their what six touchdowns have been on not seventy-yard drives, seventy-yard plays. Three seventy-yard touchdown yeah. plays. And we just don't do that. We don't give those passes up. Those touch, those long touchdown passes don't that don't happen. And so, um, if you're going to try to run the ball down the field on us, our our adjustment is just not going to allow you to do that. And now we have Daquan back, and him and Ed have been wreaking havoc against teams right. that try to run the ball up the middle. So I just don't see where you're going to get to unless you're able to get three, four, three first down and do that the entire way up the field. I just don't see. 
a world where um, they can chunk play us down the field. So, yeah, and let me kind of uh, take what you just said and kind of go a little deeper. Um, when you look at offenses like when the Bills have played um, the Chiefs or the Bengals, where the philosophy is, okay, we're not going to give up the big play. We're going to let you go down the field, but you're going to have to take, you know, what the defense gives you, and, and you're going to have we're, – we're, we're challenging you to make those plays consistently, but when we get to the red zone, you're getting three, not seven. When you look at the Steelers' offense – they don't have an offense where they can consistently make winning plays in the pass game to set themselves up for a second and four, third and two, stuff like that. Because, you know, you're, you're banking on an inconsistent, albeit better version of Najee Harris that they've had in a little while. He's been playing a little better. It just, man, it just, it just, this is the kind of game where the Bills pose as a boa constrictor, where they are going to suck the life out of you. And uh, it's not going to be pretty for the Steelers coming up this weekend. I mean, I, I really I always try to respect each opponent where, you know, I, I really try. I really try to refrain from saying, well, the Bills are going to blow them out by blah, 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 blah. You know, but I respect every opponent. I just don't have much confidence in the Steelers office. Now, defensively, um, they're good. Mike Tomlin has these guys dialed in. They may not have the players necessarily um, at every level. They do have guys. Um, they, you know, they're, they're a much maligned defense right now, but one thing about a Mike Tomlin defense that you can always expect and rely on is that they're going to be where they're supposed to be schematically. So that that's going to be there. Josh is going to have to, uh, you know, make, make plays and, 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 you know, Cam Hayward, we talked about Osiris Torrance and, um, Connor McGovern, like Cam Hayward's a guy, you know, Highsmith is a dude out there. They, they got guys <laughs> who are going to pressure the quarterback and they're, they're going to have some exotic blitzes and so forth. Um, and I welcome the challenge. I welcome the challenge uh, for the bills and Josh Allen to really get things kind of going. So um, you made a comment on uh Sunday night where, you know, the preseason game against the Steelers where the Steelers beat the living snot out of the bills. It felt like what uh, you want to share that you want to share that comment. I just the the way that the bills are set up is like Sean's going to use that right. Sean's going to mm -hmm. use that however many points they gave up in the first half as motivation. They were talking a lot of crap during the game, and and granted, so like they were they were killing us, but that is not going to that's going to be unfortunate for them. The fact that they're going to see us in the first round after what happened there, and they're going to use that all week. That's just what uh, McDermott does. He uses anything he can get his hands on as, as some type of motivation. So um, it'll be interesting to see the defense doesn't like to come out and get bullied. That's what we've known. So like when you come out this uh, with this defense, I expect our defense to really really bring the heat this this week and and um i just don't see them scoring more than 10 so um i i just want our offense josh is going to be needed his legs are going to be needed in this game to where um you run a play action something's open or not open you got to take like he's going to have to take off on a lot of like these long play action throws and i do see him running for a lot of yards this week um whether whether indicative that's a really good point that you bring up about Josh Allen running. I mean, we saw him with 13 carries, <clears throat> 65 yards uh, this past weekend. You know, when it's playoff time, the Bills seem to just unleash Josh Allen on these boys. You know, you, you know, there's a meme out. You know, Sense always puts it up, but 
where he says stun on these hoes. And Josh Allen is going to come out here and he's going to stun on them. Like he is going to, he is going to cause them to have to uh, defend every blade of grass on the field. And part of that is you you have the the King Buffalo, Josh Allen, who's going to be running amok out there. And um, I think that's going to bode well uh, for the offense. Um, when think, you know, let's say, um, things aren't going well offensively in terms of a pass game standpoint, which I don't think that's going to be the case this weekend. But, you know, if you still have PTSD of how the pass game has been in the past few weeks, you might say, well, you know, Josh Allen hasn't really been killing him uh, throwing the ball. But, you know, you got to look at Sunday night where he had over 300 yards passing. He was phenomenal. And, and one of the things that they were able to do is they were able to get the quick game going. I think getting Josh Allen in rhythm, uh, with that quick game and stuff is, is, is going to prove to be uh, a very huge factor in this game. Now uh, there was a question in the chat here um, from Boberto who says, uh, how much of a factor is weather going to be passing is going to be hella difficult, which I agree to an extent. Um, and so I'm looking at the forecast for Sunday. Uh, it says scattered snow showers and wind uh, 42% precipitation, 25 degrees. So it's going to be cold. Um, I think it's going to be – I mean, we've seen the Bills play in, in snowy weather, be, albeit being freezing. We saw last season when they lost to the Bengals where Josh Allen was trying to throw the ball all over the field, um, and they had standing snow in that game. So I don't know how bad it's going to be, but uh, you got a quarterback who has the strongest arm in the league. I feel like the opportunities are going to be there. Um, they're going to be able to throw the ball. I don't see an opportunity. I don't see a situation where the Bills won't be able to throw the ball. Now, how much they throw the ball, that might be a little different. But I think it kind of depends on what the running game is going to look like, because if the and I'm not talking about Josh Allen running the ball, I'm talking about the the running backs, you know, um, James Cook, if they can get the run game going, I don't you know, I I see this being a game where Josh Allen has, you know, one of those uh, 21 or 25 games or 21, 22 or 27 kind of games, 243 yards and two touchdowns. Right. If they can get the run game going, if not. Josh Allen's going to have to throw the ball 30, 35 times. Um, I don't live there. So, you know, I'm not there in the snow. You are. Um, you, you have any thoughts on the, on the weather this weekend? Uh, I think it should be all right. I um, Going back to, like, getting your shoes right, if uh, somebody said get your shoes right, there is no – it's turf on frozen ground. There's no shoes that will keep you from slipping on turf and, and frozen ground. Now, you can wear – the, the best kind of shoes you can get. Um, but that's, that's what they were wearing last year. So they, I mean, if you're slipping on it, then you're going to be slipping on it. It's about getting short, choppier steps rather than taking long strides um, when it's that cold out. Um, but no, I, I don't think the weather affects, I, th- I do think Leonard probably gets a little bit more snaps. I think Ty gets a little bit more snaps. I, I think with with the weather being what it is going to be, like Cook will get his snaps and whatnot. I, I also think that those big heavy hitters are going to be in there um, ready to run downhill a lot in this game. And so um, I could see us running the ball 30 times um, and then trying to throw it 20, 25 times in, in the game and and bleeding clock, getting, touch, getting scores on every possession while our defense is sticking them. So um, if, if that's I, that's how I see long drives, short passes, first downs, getting in the end zone or a field goal for sure, and then our defense right. being able to stick these guys. Like I could see that happening, and then by halftime or third quarter, um, having a two-score lead and then making them press. And once they press in this weather against this defense, it's just not going to look good for them. So um, we'll see. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, 
it's something to monitor for sure. Um, I think, you know, this is, you know, if you, if you look at snowy conditions, I think it, you know, it benefits the bills more than it does um, the Steelers here. So, um, you know, I'm excited for the game, man. Um, to kind of get some scope into the playoff schedule. So let's say the bills win. We're expecting a bills win. Um, you know, they're, they're, they go on and Baltimore would have to face either the Dolphins or uh, the Browns, who I, I think the Browns will beat the Texans. And I think, you know, it's, it's going to be a big game in Arrowhead, which is going to be really cold for Miami to uh, play the Chiefs there. So um, any thoughts on uh, who you think is going to win between Miami and the Chiefs in Arrowhead? I, I would never bet against Mahomes. I want the Dolphins to win. Um, I would like the Dolphins to win this game so um, they can go to Baltimore and play that game again. Um, but I mean, in the end, it, like if, if if I say one, it's very subliminally because I really don't care. <laughs> um, I would like the Dolphins to win so that we can knock them out of the playoffs and just hear more whining. That'd be sick. Um, but I, I I think that the Chiefs are going to win if I was going to have to make a bet because I, I I'm not going to put. I trust Mahomes to come out with a win in the playoffs. Okay, so let's. Let, I agree with that. I think the Chiefs beat the Miami Dolphins. Now, I just want to see the Chiefs play a game, a role game, uh, in the playoffs. So, give me the Chiefs here. I, that's where my betting money goes. Cleveland, Houston. Uh, you got the AFC South winning. Uh, Houston Texans, CJ Stroud, D'Amico Ryan's. What a story that's been. And then you got Joe, old ass Joe Flacco geriatric joe flacco um <laughs> who's been playing well i mean i ain't gotta take nothing from him but i kind of feel like you know i just don't have much confidence in that level of play being sustained now with the playoffs you know your your flaws are kind of magnified and you, you know I, I think that if 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 joe flacco is a, is gonna have the same success I, I feel like they're gonna have to get some help on the ground game um i do think they do win this game just because their defense is just really good right now um so i'll i'll take the browns uh what say you on this game the texans remind and it's interesting that singletary is there the texans remind me of us when we first got into the playoffs mm-hmm. and so you like, talking about the houston year that year or that year and the jags year well not the okay year, the houston year the houston year yeah, yeah. okay um, a new quarterback that looks to be one of the better – he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league as far as, far as what he looks like right now. Um, a young receiving core. Um, young was perspective if you look back at that year for us. Um, but we had a, a good receiving core that wasn't great anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But when you get into the playoffs, it's just different football. Um, and so this is, this win is going to go on the back of whether or not C.J. Stroud is able to keep his composure the entire game. Um, and when you get in the playoffs against a really good defense that's going to bring pressure, it's tough to keep your composure for that long. Uh, he's been doing it all, all year, but I could see them losing this game, a close one. Um, but I could see him losing this game for sure. All right, so with that being said, so now – so let's we're, we're kind of going through this here. So um, Baltimore, in that scenario – would play um Cleveland and the Bills would play the Chiefs in Buffalo. <laughs> oh, how glorious would that be? How <laughs> glory. I, I I need this to happen. I, I don't need this to happen. happen. No, like, I it do. Would, it would be Why nice to knock out the Browns. So I'm not scared of who? The Chiefs. 
I'm not scared of the Chiefs. Jordan used to play on the Browns. So, like, I would like to knock out the Browns, too. That's, like, one of those things where they didn't trust him coming back, and I don't like the Browns. I don't like the organization. The players, I, I like some of the players. I hate sure. the organization. So, sure. um, knocking out the, the Browns and then the Dolphins would be sick. Knocking out the Browns and the, or the Chiefs would be sick. Knocking out, I mean, I mean, we got to get this one, and, and this is all beneficiary of, of us doing that. But any path this goes, I'm going to enjoy whoever we play. So, well, you have to be in the moment right now. So, so right now we're talking the, you know, the, the, the Ravens against the Browns and then the Bills against the Chiefs in Buffalo. I think the Bills get that game. I I really do, man. Um, I am not scared of the Chiefs whatsoever. Yeah, me either. And, and, And let me tell you something. And I hope, and I could be crazy here, but I really do hope it plays out this way because <clears throat> I think, you know, life is as as much about adversity. It's much about getting over obstacles and humps. And for the Buffalo Bills, speaking, for the Chiefs to come to Buffalo, and when you look in the eyes of Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, you know, you look at Ed Oliver and these guys, they know the Chiefs coming here, the Bills would know what's at stake. They would know what's at stake. They're about to More than, go to the AFC Championship. They better know what's at stake regardless. Them so. boys, I'm <laughs> telling y'all right now, and, and then you can and give me your thoughts on this, but them boys are going to be Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, them bo- Rasul Douglas. Them boys are going to – I feel like they put a whooping on the Chiefs, man. I really do feel like they put a whooping on the Chiefs. Um that part is fair. Absolutely. I believe that too. But I I believe they beat whoever is placed in front of them on that next weekend if, if we're able to beat the, the Steelers because I just don't think this team cares. I think they care more about regardless of who the story is. Is the storyline sick if we get a Chiefs-Bills game at home and we beat them and, and now that's the, the turning of the tide? Sure. But the turning of the tide, if we win the Super Bowl, that's the turning of the tide. That's the, okay, we're here to stay. There ain't nobody that's like, you win the Super Bowl, that's it. If you're in the Super Bowl and you win the AFC Championship, that's it. Like, that's this our our conference. Like, that's the the over the hump that everybody's looking for. So it doesn't matter who we beat. The storyline is sick if you're able to beat back Patrick Mahomes at home. But I don't care who it is. And I don't think any of the players. And I, I kind of expected you to have an answer like that, right? <laughs> that's just who you are, right? But I think storylines are very much a part of the day-to-day life in the NFL. And I don't care who you are. Um, the human element still remains. And they may not focus on it a lot, but it's still in the back of their heads. Like, yo, we got an opportunity to to knock off the Super Bowl champion in our place, knowing what has happened the past few years to the Buffalo Bills. I mean, if you're Josh Allen, just I'm just talking Josh Allen. You know that that's going to be a motivating factor. Not that he doesn't have a, a motivating factor just to suit up and, and be his best. But, man, I feel like there is going to be an extra run somebody's ass over. Just just I, just I the idea like, yo, no, we are going to get over this hump. I don't want to hear nobody for you know say, well, you can't beat the Chiefs. Not nah, in the playoffs. We are going to steamroll those boys. And I feel like this is – I would feel that- disappointed – if mm-hmm. any of the players felt like that because <laughs> i want to see that attitude 
doesn't matter who plays or else I would feel cheated. If we play the Browns and you don't have that same attitude of like, damn, we need to get to the Super Bowls one game at a time. We need to go bust these boys' ass. Then I would feel cheated if you felt more uh, intensity if the Chiefs came. I would feel cheated as a fan. And so if you don't feel that way with the Browns or whoever it was that came to this place to play, and if you don't feel that way for them and you feel that way for the Chiefs, then to me that is just you looking at it from a fan's perspective, which a fan is all right. about storylines and narr- narratives. I want you to look at it from a player perspective. Don't matter who we play, you need to bust their ass regardless, and we need to get to the Super Bowl and win. Absolutely, I, I think the two. You know, I think the two are are very viable points. Um, fan or not, these are still humans. Human element still is a factor in sports, regardless if people like it or not. These are things that they think about. You can't, you know, media has a a, a, a part to play in all this in terms of um, the narratives out there right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, I, but I do think it's something that they do think about. So, all right, so let's just say uh, Bills, they beat um, the Chiefs. I'm not sure. I really have to really look. And, I mean, I, I think the Browns giving, you know, the the Ravens will be on three weeks of rest. Good for the health. But I, 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 one of the things that I, I'm, I would monitor in that game is the mental aspect of that the Ravens will bring. Like you can't come in there rusty. They can't come in there rusty because if they do, I think the Browns can get. I mean, the Browns beat them earlier in the season um, with terrible quarterback play. I, I you know, if, if Flacco continues to be what he's been, that's going to give them a hard time. We're talking about Lamar Jackson MVP. Um, I, I, and a divi- divisional opponent. I, I think that's going to be very, very, very difficult. So do you think the Browns could beat the Ravens, or would you just say, all right, the Ravens are the number one seed, and it's going to be the Ravens-Bills AFC Championship? Oh, there are two different things. I think the Ravens should win, but I also don't – I personally don't trust Lamar to win playoff games. So that that's just how I feel until you show me different. And and once you show me that, then I'll – you know what I mean? I'll, I'll start – that it'll be there, but I, I haven't seen Lamar's ability to score a lot of points in playoff games. Um, and, and they were supposed to win one last year with Huntley and it, it would look like the same situation that they had against us uh, when we played them two years ago. And so I haven't seen Lamar Lamar's ability to win playoff games. And so I do absolutely think the Browns could win that game. I think whoever goes to the Ravens can win their games if they play them correctly. And and there's a lot of talent on defense in, in the playoffs right now. So um, I, I do think the Browns absolutely can win that game. I just – the, the yeah, Ravens gotta, should win the game. Like Should win it. We just, it's one of those things we got to wait and see the results and how it all plays out. But, you know, just, just kind of diving into some of those matchups – the reason why I wanted to do that is kind of shed light on as to why I'm so bullish on the bills uh, representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, because um, I just think the opportunity is there where you're in the AFC that hasn't been uh, dominant and you, you have a upstart red hot bills who are playing extraordinary on defense, held the, the dolphins to 14 points. That's impressive, man. Like that's, that's nothing short of impressive. Um, so I really do think this, you know, the Bills have a real good shot to to go to the Super Bowl. And that's what we all want, man. At the end of the day, we all want the Bills to uh, win the Super Bowl. And uh, I think this is a prime year to get that done, to get that done. So, um, Poe, I know you're going to be at the game on Sunday. Um, yeah, yeah. 
So that means you won't be on intentional grounding, but I'll be holding oh, right. it down, man. I, I'll be holding it down. Uh, you know, you know, we'll you FaceTime me after the game, after this, you know, the celebration there, you know, you, you know, um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be epic, man. Um, shout out to uh Jordan, you know, and, and all the players on the Bills. Uh, it's 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 go time. The season starts now. The road to glory starts now. And I ain't gonna cap, bro. I'm 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 effing excited and pumped that uh now we're playing meaningful football and it, and it feels really 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 good so yeah. um with that being said bro um uh, we finna get up out of here it's been real it's been real nice talking to you on the chop up this is the buffalo rumblings vidcast feed so if you haven't already done so like follow and subscribe make sure you give this show a like on youtube make sure you comment that'd be great uh you know we're always looking for ways to improve but uh, with that being said, you know, I got to I got to do this. Go Bills, but go blue. Go Bills. We out of here. I need it up front. Can't tell me cuz I do what I want. Self-made everything, you know we gonna stun. You know that we eat and it's looking like lunch. So I tell them that I need it up front. Can't tell me cuz I do what I want. Self-made everything, you know we gonna stun. You know that we eat and it's looking like lunch. So I tell them that I Everything around my whole team, though. You ain't getting money, you ain't never seen, though. Tell me where the cash at, I'll tell you where the stash at. I've been getting to it so long, been having fun. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.